Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. You earned your first career Pro Bowl. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. It's, it's official now. We yeah. started off the year with a lot of heat on the behind the mask. <laughs> and this man is all pro. All pro. <laughs> that that yes, means uh, he is the best, one of the best out of three defensive tackles, I think, maybe four. Mm-hmm. In the league. In the league. That mm-hmm. is the highest honor that's bestowed upon you when you look at what your teammates say, you know what, collectively overall, you a bad mother sucker, bruh. Let's go behind the mask. Welcome back to another edition of the Behind the Mask podcast. I'm your host, TKO Spikes, with my fabulous co-host. Your favorite plus-size model, Tuton Ray, is in the building. And we have another special guest today. He goes by the name of Grady Jarrett. Yes, Atlanta Falcons zone, straight out of Atlanta, Rockdale County, Conyers. Bro, we appreciate the time you're giving us today, man. How you doing, bro? I'm doing good, man. Appreciate y'all having me. It's it's, it's Happy New Year to you, too. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. So first, first, uh, first podcast of the year. Oh, yeah. yeah without yeah. that, we're starting off strong. Yeah, well, you damn yeah, right yeah. we're starting off strong. <laughs> starting off strong in you the right place. You think we going to bring some slappies yeah, on here? Yeah, man. In the right we, place. Matter of fact, we only want all pros. Let's That's do it. You know what I'm saying? Let's do it. We've right. been working a long time to get that behind the name. It took you a long time to get that well, all pro that, behind though. the name, but damn it, you got it now. <laughs> sure, we sure. got the, yes, sir. Yes, sir. It felt good, long road, but uh, we got to rack up some more. Right on. So you came from the college the other Tigers, <laughs> the Clemson Tigers. The Tigers. And I just want to, like, bro, like, when you look at the amount of talent mm-hmm. that comes out of Clemson, mm-hmm. uh, you coming out of high school, I've read your story, not necessarily highly recruited, mm-hmm. but you came in and you made a lot of noise, and you look at the amount of talent yourself, Vic Beasley, um, some of the other guys who, who were on that line, Christian Wilkins, who mm-hmm. came after you. Yeah. Um, I just want to say, I think a lot of it really had it started with your class. When you came in by you guys set an example, mm-hmm. what is it that you saw when you decided to go to Clemson that Dabo Sweeney instilled or just kind of put in front of your face and lured you there yeah. outside of the cash? But I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, I'm the last person they would have offered some cash. <laughs> nah, but um, so my story, when I went, how I got to Clemson in the first place, I, I was being recruited by Chris Rumpf at the time. And um, he was telling like that, well, yo, man, this is a player. Like, I really want you to, he's good, he's good. I would go to the camps, I would do good. It's like, like my sophomore, junior, I'll go to the camps and do good. He good, but he little, you know, he a little short. So going into my senior year, my, we was going up to the camp, and my mom was on the phone with Coach Rump. She said, now, this is our last time coming up here. Like, um, we done did our part, this and that, but and he going to do his thing today, da 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 But after the day, like, I mean, we good because y'all just playing with emotions. And, but um, So I go out to the camp, and I'm, like, really, like, locked in, man. I'm, like, just killing everybody in one-on-ones and, Whatever they want me to do, I'm just I'm just going I'm really going crazy that day, and um, so Coach Sweeney come over him. He put all he got all his top linemen that's already signed in this class, lining up against me, killing them, killing them, and um, so he just come he watch her, and then uh, so and yeah, after after that he drive us over to his office or whatever, and um, so we go in the office. He like look man, uh, I don't have any more scholarships left for you. And uh, but and it's like I already got a shorter defensive tackle. My, my, one of my good friends at the time, Jason Williams, he played about four, four or five years in the league. He's going to the CFL now, but um, he already had him signed. And we were both six foot, six one, and uh, he like, but I look, I'm gonna make, I'm gonna make room for you. I want you on my team. And uh, we in the office sitting down, and like, how you feel about that, you know? And uh, at the time, you know, I'm super excited in my in my head. But uh, my mom's in there, and uh, I ain't want to seem too thirsty, though. <laughs> <laughs> so you playing it cool. So I ain't want to seem too thirsty. Like, you know, a coach appreciate it. You know, I'm going to think about it. <laughs> so I hit him with, I'm going to think about it. And then, um, so, oh, man, so we get back in that car. Boy, my mom, 38, hot at me. And she's like, boy, like, what are you, like, what are you thinking about? And then. She like, if you don't call him right now, da, da, da. I'm like, mom, we cool. No, what she like, really said though, because I know your mom. <laughs> you know, she like, she she wasn't going off on me, but she she was like, 
like, like, what you, what you mean? We gonna think about it, because because <laughs> I had a couple, I had a little couple of, I, I wanted to feel big time, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> but now, like the next day, I'm calling them, be like, Coach, we coming, you know what I'm saying? Appreciate it. So, um, but just how Dabble man just been running the program since I've been there. Um, he's somebody who I think we have uh, almost similar stories in effect because he many people didn't believe in him when he first got the job to to be the coach. The year before I got there, we only won like six games. And then my first year, we ended up winning the ACC championship. We started out 8-0, and and then we like finished like losing like two games, and but bounced back and ended up winning the ACC championship. And then after that, we on the up, and then we go down to Miami for the Orange Bowl and just get totally like obliterated by West Virginia. And now everybody, oh, this Clemson ain't nothing, and they all hype and this and that. So... Going into my sophomore year, um, and I didn't play much my freshman year. I know I, I kind of a little support role here and there, but I, I really didn't play much. But my opportunity came my sophomore year when um, I got them first chance to start, and uh, we opened up with Auburn in the Georgia Dome, and everybody gave us a chance. And um, we opened the goal. What you do to them Tigers? What you do to them Tigers? Mike's over there looking. <laughs> we gotta take care of them. Take care of them. I was, <laughs> at, <laughs> I was at that game. Yeah, so we open up with Auburn. Take care of that real quick. You know, <laughs> I mean, they I saying, this, guy, this, little, this little nose tackle going against the SEC lineman. Tear them up one Eating time. good, too. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so we st- open up with Auburn, and we end up Having a really good year that year, we ended up eleven and two. Be um, we beat LSU in the um, that year in the bowl game. So we turned we was tearing the SEC up. So we getting our watch rep out, up. Watch out. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, and did the, y'all ever play Ole Miss? Uh, no. I, I How did? Uh, let me just. Yo, don't even go there. Stop. <laughs> hey, 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 chill, yo, chill. <laughs> <laughs> I know where you going with this. Man. I just let the man talk. <laughs> This man' expertise is being able to diagnose certain teams in the SEC, and <laughs> and obviously they ran through him. So I just wanted to get his opinion on how did he feel about Ole Miss. I don't know. Well, we was always in the bowl. They always have with the bowl games, five six wins a year. They was there. <laughs> 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 no, nah, no, I'm just kidding. Ole Miss always had some good Ole pros, Miss. though. I say that Ole Miss always yeah. got good pros. Yeah, we put we put some. I don't know why they can't during. I don't know, like during the. Y'all have your good hype. You be partying too much. Yeah, Oxford, Mississippi. And partying (laughs) down there. (laughs) Stop close at 12 o'clock. Cow tipping. (laughs) Nah, we know we're going to go to the league, so that's our focus. You know what I'm saying? Playing not to get hurt. There's always some good pros out of there. I ain't going to do them now. So when did you know? I mean, you had, as Spike said, you had a plethora of talent on that Mm -hmm. D-line. I think... Mary Hobby was your your coach at one point. Yeah, Coach Hobby and uh, Coach Brooks. So they they kind of... And... Obviously, just recruiting incredibly. Mm-hmm. But when did you know, like, you know what? I got a shot at the NFL. I'm sure that was your dream as a kid. Yeah, without a doubt. Definitely my dream. Um, after my, I say for sure, like, I knew going into my junior year that I would have an opportunity. But um, even 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 during my junior year, it was still like that. Hey, like, you hear people talking and this and that. And uh, I was, as I continued to play better my junior year, I was considered one of the top in the country. And uh, I remember after my junior year, my coach was like, um, I think they thought I was about to try to leave and go to the NFL. But in my mind, I knew I had to still get better. So I knew I knew for a fact after my junior year going to my senior year that I would have an opportunity, at least an opportunity. And then as my senior year went on, um, I was getting really, really good feedback through the NFL draft and the scouts and stuff like that. I was being considered like a late first, second round, at the worst third round pick. And um, so... I knew without a doubt that I would I would definitely get a get a op. So I was excited about that. I was ranked in the top defensive tackles coming out. So um, that's around that time I knew I would be able to get yeah, you, op. You killed that senior year. I do recall that. Mm-hmm. And then draft comes. Mm-hmm. Obviously, families there and everything. Mm-hmm. But that first second round pick yeah, didn't, didn't happen. happen. Yep. And then you came. You went to the fifth round. Mm-hmm. So. Did you feel like shit? They had it wrong, man. Like you know, I, I should have been. I should have definitely went early. Man, I'm 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 for real. Like I mean, they sort of draft come, and uh, so I'm thinking like they really sleep on me because I'm gonna really go earlier than I than they think I'm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I'm thinking I'm gonna go first round for sure. Like, um, and as the it was as the draft was going on that first day, and uh, I think New England had the last pick and they picked uh, Malcolm Brown to be mm-hmm. tackled. 
And I was like, and I, I think this is a surprise to some people that I really felt like, dang, I ain't get drafted. Because, you know, my head, you know, I know where I, where I stand. And then uh, so, so they didn't take Malcolm Brown. So I was like, you know, frustrated or whatever. And then um, so the second day of the draft come, um, Coach Sweeney actually called me that day and was like, uh, you know what's up, man? You know, uh, just telling you congratulations in advance. Today is your day. And uh, just enjoy the process, blah, blah, blah. And uh, so we had the whole, so we knew we we knew that um, this was the day, and we had like a whole little draft party planned out out at the house, and, and then like we like was watching draft and like kind of smell something funny like in the house, yeah. and it's like uh, so I was like somebody like go look in the kitchen see if something in the kitchen like it wasn't nothing on, and then the way the the way the house was built at the time, um, it was like a living room area and then it was like upstairs, but the only thing that was upstairs and it was like a little game room area it wasn't too big it wasn't like a full floor. Of upstairs areas like garage and another bigger little room, and um, so my uncle ended up going upstairs and seeing like uh, somebody caught on fire up there, and then like so, and then by the time they got up there, it really couldn't to the point where we couldn't like just go beat it out or um, just you know or put water on it because I guess he said that like the wall was you know caught up. So by that at that point, you gotta get like everybody like out the house, you know, and um, and then so it just kind of like spun out of. Out of control, but the guy had to make sure he got because that's where the kids and stuff was playing at, you know. So uh, had to make sure you get all the kids down and they're all good and, and get everybody out of the house. And at the same time, I'm trying to like keep my phone on me because I don't know, you know. I'm, yeah, I'm thinking, you know, drafting. Yeah. So um, that's nothing you ever expect to happen yeah. to you, you know, especially during the time, you know. It's supposed to be a good, a good time, mm-hmm. happy, 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 and it's just like a little chaos right now. And uh, so all in all, you end up getting people out the house. You got to call the police, firemen, all this stuff. And uh, while all this, this stuff is going on, I got the NFL draft ticker like on my phone, and keep my phone on me. And uh, and then you know people distraught. You know my mama distraught, just like oh no, you know she like you know. And then more than anything, she was still like she was like not on this day, not on this day, because she she knew it was a big moment for me. She knew how much work I put in, and and we never really we never really had nothing like that. You know what yeah. I'm saying more. More than anything, she just didn't want the moment to be messed up, but make sure everybody was safe. But it was just, it was just crazy that it all happened on 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 this day. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, um, well, before that, me and my me and my dad, we go out to the. Um, and I want to say my dad, I'm a great Grady Jarrett senior. That's who I refer to as my like, as my dad. I got a Jesse Tuggle, obviously my um, biological mm-hmm. father, but we have a good relationship. But I'll, when I talk to say dad, I'm, I'll talk about Grady Jarrett senior. Um, but we so we went to the. Um, we went to the uh, to the back of the house, and um, he man, it was like you know we trying to throw a little water from the pool and stuff on the fire, and this is just I mean it's, at this point it's just helpless man you know so it's like it's, it's it was a it was a bad because my my got hard working parents man they I I didn't I, I didn't um, grow up wanting for wanting for anything you know and um, uh, so. To see you know all the years and we and out of my family we was always the most stable you know and um, so just to see all that kind of just go in a moment where it's supposed to be a good time you know it's just it's crazy but to me it showed me like it is in a moment's notice man like material stuff whatever it is that could be going like that you know and uh, the most important thing was that everybody got out safe and um, because you know. If everything happened for a reason, you know, mm-hmm. and you know to the. I mean, fast forward into the day. I mean, the house, you know, is rebuilt, beautiful than ever. Um, I'm in a different situation, so you know, we had to turn it up some more. You know, everything yeah. happened for a reason, yeah. man. Sure. So, but um, so back to the draft stuff. Uh, so the third round going tick 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 tick, still not being called, and I'm like, man, what the world going on? So it's getting down to like the last picks of the third round. And the Cleveland Browns had like the last pick, and they chose a defensive tackle. Another one, it's uh, Xavier Cooper at the time. I remember all this. Stuff. That's what I'm saying. You remember everybody naming Damn everything, it, <laughs> yeah, man. But I'll tell you, I remember this stuff, man. And um, and um, so I'm like, man, what the worst? So I'm like, I'm already frustrated, man. I was like, oh, fuck, Pow, throw my phone, and my dad like, oh, chill out, chill out. And I'm just like, man, this is just all bad. So um, so we just get through the rest of the night. Um, once they get the fire out. Um, and everybody's safe or whatever. So we ended up relocating to my cousin's crib out in Covington. There was a fourth round going, and uh, I just see, like, more 
tackles getting taken, you know, and it's even like people, I ain't never, I mean, no disrespect to nobody, you know, at all. But I, people, like, I just had no idea it was even in the conversation. You know what I'm saying? And um, That's how you felt, though. Like, yeah. And a lot of times people look at that and they come off as, you know, f- from the outside looking in. If they haven't walked a step in your shoe, mm-hmm. they are quick to pass judgment. Like, mm-hmm. well, you shouldn't be that way. Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. it's kind of like the Miss Universe. Oh, no. Yeah, like, one thing about me, I ain't, I don't ever got to hate on nobody or nothing like that, you know, or whatever it is. And I'm always happy for whatever kind of success anybody have because at the end of the day I'm going to handle my business you know like I always do mm-hmm. and uh, let, always let the chips fall where they may and uh, I'm never the type you know you know being in this game you got guys who you know um, who want to be the, the top dog want to you know maybe white might try to withhold information from you so they can get the mm-hmm. upper edge yeah. I've I, I never been that type of dude like um, so like as far as me just being real about a situation that's 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 not I mean, I don't got no reason to hate. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm good. Oh, not. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, so yeah, like so as it went on, the fourth round went on. I'm like, at this point, I'm laid out in the ground at my cousin's house. I'm like, bro, I ain't even getting drafted. You know what I'm saying? But then, so then, for the, the fifth round coming, then my phone ring, and uh, there's a uh, Coach Q, Scott Pioli, Thomas Dimitrov on the phone. And uh, basically, you know what I'm saying, do you want to be a Falcon? And this and that. So they, they traded up to get me. And uh, at that point, at that point, mm-hmm, yep, first pick of the fifth round. And uh, at that point, um, it didn't matter, you know, where I was at. You know, I got my opportunity. And um, it was just, you know, it was a lot of stress and relief. And the fact that we actually got to stay in Atlanta, especially during the time when my family was going through, was another boost. And, um, and, um, so it gave us like you know a little new life, fresh breath, and um, everybody just couldn't believe it. Like you know, ATL. Actually, to be honest, my mom she called. She like she like she like and and she tells the story better than me. Like she um, took like a little piece of paper while the draft was going on, mm-hmm. and she like wrote like you know Atlanta. She was saying like round four to the other pick. I think that's the pick they took Cardi with, and uh, but we still got to Atlanta. So she did. She did a good job. Her foreseeing stuff and uh, so when it happened she was like oh my god like you know but um so uh because she gave me the paper she was like you know don't open it to you till you get picked or whatever nice. so that was a cool little cool little deal and um so yeah, yeah ended up in atlanta and wouldn't want to be in a better place i know that's right mm-hmm. at the crib too yes sir yes sir it's been amazing it's been an amazing trip so far and it's just going to continue to get better like um, I couldn't, I wouldn't change the story for nothing, you know. But I always tell people whether I got picked in the first round or undrafted, like, I'll still be sitting here with y'all two today. You know what sure. I'm saying? Like, my circumstances don't determine the effort that I put into something. Or, like, um, if I'm well-fed, I'm just always be hungry, you know. If I can't start in with nothing, I'm always going to go get something. So um, the same mentality, you know, you just got to keep, continue to, because this window you have as a player is um, so short, you know, whether you play on the average of the two and a half, three years, or you play for the long 15-plus years, it's still a short window of your lifetime. So while you got that time, you got to maximize it and put everything you can into to try to be the best you you can be because um, it's been important to me to elevate every year as a player because I just felt like there was always something that I could get better in, and um, and I've done that. So I just want to continue to do that until I can't no more and um, just control what I can. Obviously, your team, the Atlanta Falcons, struggled um, the entire year. Mm-hmm. And the two bright spots, you have several. Mm-hmm. But, you know, just looking at it, consistency, what I see pops out on, on film every week. Mm-hmm. Yourself on the defensive side, Julio Jones on the offensive side. Um, you talked about getting better, mm-hmm. like, every year. Mm-hmm. And I even, you know, I don't know if you took time because, you know, the season just ended, but – you finished this past year with 69 tackles, 16 hits on the quarterback, seven and a half sacks mm. from a defensive tackle spot. Yeah. And let me remind people, it's not like you guys had a lead every game where you had the opportunity oh, yeah, no, to go and no, get no, sacks. Yeah, it was hard. It was hard. Especially, and they took they took one from me against San Fran. And um, and that was, that was everybody was a little questionable about that. I, the, the, I don't lost three sacks over the new rule. Not this year, but between the past two years, the new um, not roughing, not the new quarterback rule. So, but um, but yeah, when your team ain't scoring a lot of points and you got to come from behind, you get less opportunities to rush. So you kind of got to make them, you know. And uh, 
So um, I definitely feel like I got better rushing the passer this year. Um, I wanted to get to my mark of double digits, but I almost did. You know, it was, yeah. so, but it's still out there for me, so I'm going to go get that. Yeah. And um, so, um, so yeah, finished up with seven and a half officially, but um, – I wish the eight and a half would look a little better. <laughs> yeah, it would have looked a little bit better. I saw the game when y'all went out there and upset yeah. San Fran, but yeah. I say all of that to say you earned your first career Pro Bowl. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. It's, it's official now. We yeah. started off the year with a lot of heat on the behind the mask, <laughs> and this man is all pro. <laughs> pro. <laughs> that that yes, means uh, he is the best, one of the best out of three defensive tackles, I think, maybe four. Mm-hmm. In the league. In the league. That mm-hmm. is the highest honor that's bestowed upon you when you look at what your teammates say, you know what, collectively overall, you a bad mother sucker, bro. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I appreciate that. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, when I see your progress like that and, you know, a lot of the things, most things that I I continue to see is everything that you speak, uh, it has power. Mm-hmm. It has a lot of energy. Reading some of your interviews and just being around you, one of your quotes, I believe the best is yet to come. Mm-hmm. You just said a few minutes ago, every year you wanted to get better. And you mm-hmm. know what? You put up all career highs in mm-hmm. most of those uh, line items. Yes, sir. You know what I mean? So, um, I know your faith plays a big role. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And you talked about, you're like, you know what? I'm not going to hate. hate. Why should I hate? Because what's for me is what's for me. Oh, yeah, uh, did you ever go through something that really brought that proof to the pudding to where it really validated for you, this is who I am and this mm-hmm. is why I have to be this way in order to get to where I want to go? Mm-hmm, absolutely. Um, shoot, I think where I'm at in life, period, like um, just uh, – just coming from, you know, the the where I came from as far as coming out of Rockdale County, we didn't have a lot of positive role models, you know, that came before me to um so I can be like, Oh, I wanna be just like this person. But I was lucky enough and blessed enough to have um men in my life early to set the example for what I wanted to be in life. As a um as a child, my family was real close with Ray Lewis, still close to this day. Ed Reed, those are two of the best um to do that they do in the, in the game of football, two Hall of Famers. And I was around them as a young boy, and I got to see, like, work ethic and see what it took to, to be a good pro and just um, going through certain stuff. And I always knew, and then just even with training with them, to put your body through certain certain points that um, if you ne- was never exposed to that, you didn't know you, you can get there. And, like the exhaustion um, then. Yeah, and um, I think that really helped me as I went on my own journey to pursue a football career because – I knew that, you know, I could always push myself to another level, like, and always, and no matter, because of my quote-unquote limitation size, that um, it wouldn't, it wouldn't hinder me. And I just, um, I just, and everything, like, the the harder I worked, the more success I had. And um, I, I remember, like, I used to go on um, high school, the Rivals website and stuff like that. Yeah. And I'll see, like, and I would, like, look at the guys who they consider was, like, the best players, best tackles or best defensive linemen, whatever, and see, like, you know, where, um, why was they considered as good, you know? And, uh, you know, I wasn't even considered one of the top players in Georgia according to the to the site, but it's like I, I just, I would see, like, where they would lack. But I would see, one biggest thing I've seen was guys would make really big plays, like uh, maybe two, three times a game. Yeah. But if you watch the tape, they wouldn't finish all the time. Like So I knew that I had to make up ground as far as how hard I play and being around to the ball, like, so, so I'll just, so I started to kind of develop, like, you know, having that good motor and just always mm-hmm. going because even though if a dude get me early, if I continue to work and continue to grind, keep continuing to get, push it out, I'll end up finishing in the end. And as the, as the, as the plays go on, the game go on, then I just start eating. So it's like, so that's why as a defensive tackle, I be having so many tackles because it's like, because if you have 40 tackles at different tackles, they consider that's a solid that's a solid production. Um, then, like, in college, my junior year, I ended up with, like, 83 tackles. And in my high school, I was averaging over 100 tackles. And we only played 10 games. That's crazy. And, um, <laughs> so it's like, so it's like, the stuff like that, and then, like, tackle philosophy, and all this stuff. So it's like, me, I know I'm not a 6'5", 325-pound dude that's going to sit there and just hold somebody all day. 
for me to have production, I've got to be in the best shape I can be. I got to be fast, quick. I'm gonna be stronger than stronger than most of the people that I go against, you know. So mm-hmm. um, the things I can control, I always had to make sure it was always in, in tip top and ready to go. So um, I think and just 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 the things that they try to put limitations on me, it gave me so much motivation to be better in other aspects mm-hmm. and um, and just uh, you know, shoot. I, I think like I say, everything happened the way it's supposed to. You know, I'm I'm the mate. I made the way God want me to be. Um, I'm where I I'm where I need to be when I need to be. Um, even going going to Clemson to this day, like been one of the biggest, the best decisions of my life because I have so many relationships and um, even with them having the kind of success that they have now, just to be a part, just to say I use a part of a of a program like that, that um that that I mean it speaks volumes, you know, and uh, to have the kind of relationship I have with. Um, people at the university, I think, is 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 something very special because I'm not at a place where the coaching changed five times or um, administration yeah. had changed so many times. It's things all the way stuff like that. Like people don't think about that. Um, and it's just like um, being able to be in that situation or a part of a program like that. It's a uh, it's just it's just amazing. And um, I, shoot, man. I, I couldn't. I couldn't write a better story, and I think the story's still being. I, I know the story's still being written, and uh, it's definitely, definitely, definitely due to due to my faith and just believing, and uh, not not really wavering. Um, that's why I don't. I just don't. I don't worry much, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, because I'm always trying to control what I can and let the let the rest play play itself out. Now you just finished your fifth year, mm-hmm. but at the beginning of your fifth year. Mm-hmm. Those dirty birds, the Atlanta Falcons, they had to come pay you. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. They rewarded you, my boy. They rewarded my yeah, dog. They took care of me. Four year. Mm-hmm. 68 milli milli. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I remember my payday. He's yeah. glistening. He's glistening. You always talked about like things were not given to you. Mm-hmm. You had to work and go get Absolutely. it. Absolutely. So now when the Falcons rewarded you, mm-hmm. um, rightfully so, like what was the first thing in your thought in your mind as far as like what I'm gonna do to have fun? To mm. say, you know what, because I, I, I deserve this. Yeah. What did you do? Mm, let me see what I do. Uh, to be honest, even before I signed the new deal, I was having a good time in life. I was I was living good, like, um, and a lot of things were taken care of. So I'm really just just keeping doing keeping my same my same. The more the most thing I probably did different was uh, I bought I bought like I bought I bought a couple cars, <laughs> and then um, because I already had already had like homes and stuff. So so cars cars is your that's your I, vice. I, I, I like to travel. Like Traveling to, is my uh, vice. Travel is mine too. So I love to travel and um, travel. I like cars, and I'm just starting to get into like a little bit of jewelry, not too too much, you know. But I just I don't I wanted to wait till I secured the bag before I did jewelry stuff. But so I'm into it now a little bit. So what you got coming up? What trip you got? What big trip you got coming up? Because you got paid at the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you couldn't do anything, really. Yeah, I know. I know. I want to go to... Um... Give me that flagrant story. <laughs> Let's go behind the mask. <laughs> I want to go to uh, South Africa. I want to go to South Africa and, um, and do a whole whole tour, do the whole, do the whole vibe. I want to go for like two weeks. And um, also, I've still never been to Europe. So... Um, you know, before you sign a deal, you know, we spent a lot of time in the Caribbean. You know, we've been almost everywhere in the Caribbean, but I mean it's almost almost all the same after a while. Every place got their own I'll say every place got their own flavor, but it's uh, very similar. But I wanna switch it up. I wanna go to South Africa. I wanna go to um I wanna go places in Europe, I wanna do a whole little tour. I wanted to go to Italy, I wanna see like Amalfi Coast, all kind of stuff like that. And um I'm actually going to Hungary and um Budapest and in end of February. So we're gonna do like a going with a group of players. Actually, we're gonna yeah. go do some football camps and stuff over there and have a good time. And so I want I want to do a lot of stuff. I want to do a lot of a lot of different, dope, a lot of different stuff. Former, former player uh, that played not ever, Jamie Winboy asked a question. He said, um, "You know, he was impressed with your motor, impressed on how you just just get after it on the field. I'm mm-hmm. I'm impressed with your humility. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And how obviously well spoken you are, how mature you are for such a young player. Mm-hmm. But you ever just Sit back and you know, want to beat your chest. Finally got that all pro, secured the bag. Like, shit, I'm the man. Yo. You know, you, to- you, you know what? Um, 
for for me, um, handling the business and and handling it is 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 good enough for me. Like I always like it's it's easy for me to be just like chill because it. It keep me like it keep me focused. I never want to feel like I arrived, you know. Yeah. And I always gotta always make myself feel like I gotta do more work, and I always gotta, cause I'm my my wins are short lived in my head, and I, and that, it gotta come to a point where, I, you know, I just I just can't be content. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just like when it's all said and done, I want to be like, all right, now nah, I finally, you know, I did, you know. But at the end of the day, I just I just always keep gotta keep pressing, keep growing, and and then for me, as far as beating my chest and. What's understood don't gotta be like explained. Like I'll just be chilling. Like that. <laughs> no, I'm being for real, man. I just, I, I really, like I, I don't gotta prove nothing to nobody. Like, 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 um, I'm legit. Like, so it's, I know I'm legit on the field. I know I'm legit off the field. I know I'm legit wherever, wherever I stand. Like, it's, I mean, it, it is what it is, you know. And um, so I'm confident in the Mac and the, the fact that I don't have to. Make myself look or appeal um, to a certain, you know, group of people, whether it's um, socially or um, whatever it is. I mean, I'm I'm me, you know, and I'm always gonna be me. So, and um, and I like to have a good time, good vibes, but I'm never gonna make a fool out of myself for attention. Like, I like to just, people notice me. You know what I'm saying? Just off of being, you know, being me. But I'm not gonna be like, hey, everybody, I'm here. Like, y'all see me? Like I'm not, I'm not that's that's not how I, how I ever roll like that. So I just be chilling. Hey, I, I gotta ask you this because you know deep down inside now my story, my draft story was like Atlanta picked thirteen. Mm-hmm. At the number ten pick, they called me. Mm-hmm. No, I'm sorry, Atlanta picked number twelve. Mm-hmm. Um, they called me at the number ten pick and saying, "Hey, Takio, if you there." We probably will get you, so I can relate somewhat, yeah. even though mine was in yeah. the first round. Mm-hmm. But um, the fact of knowing, like, bro, like it's a childhood dream that came true. That's what I hear when you when I hear you say that. Yeah, being I'm able to, to 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 play in your hometown and Absolutely. everything. Absolutely. Um, I, I would never say I was I was never really a big fan of a team growing up. If I was a fan of any team growing up, it was the it was the Ravens because I was close with Ed and Ray, but uh, I always liked the Falcons um, because I, when I'm from Atlanta, and I was, obviously you know everybody in the world loved Michael Vick when he was playing. So, but for me to be able to um, play here is uh, nothing short of a dream, and to be, I mean, to be having the success I am, and you know, to have success, you had a, a lot of things got to got to fall in in, in in line for it to happen. Like, even think about good players that's throwing in, like, a, a bad system for them as the player or something. Like, yeah. I mean, I had an op- opportunity to play an attacking style defense. Um, my Coach Quinn, uh, 4-3, where I could shine. And I could play nose, three technique, and be good at both of them and just be comfortable. And they give me – they trust me enough to let me be me as a player. And um, if whether – and then things in the community, like – I can go drive 30 minutes to Rockdale and do something for them. Um, I could go see my mom whenever I want to. Um, my family could come see me at the game whenever. And it's like we just we just picking up where we left off. But it's just you know it's like we just elevating. You know it's not it wasn't a big it wasn't a big change. You know for us. Um, so um, it's been a blessing, man. It's been a blessing. It's been amazing, and um, I just want to continue to to continue to grow it up. Let me ask you this. The and this is basically coming from all the fans out there who mm-hmm. who want to know. You know, you guys last year when you look at the previous season 2018, mm-hmm. you sustained so many injuries. Yeah. yeah. And it really kind of hand it crippled you guys going into the season. Now you look at this year, we break the games up. Mm-hmm. Whether or not quarter as players we do Society, they look at 16 games, first mm-hmm. half, second half of the season. First half of the season, you guys started out one and seven. Mm-hmm. Finished the last eight games, half of the season, at mm-hmm. two and six. No, I mean, you six, went six and two, six, I'm sorry. Yeah. Six and two. Uh, within those six wins, two wins came against playoff teams that are mm-hmm. in the playoffs now. Yeah. They decided to retain uh, Coach Quinn. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I'm a big fan of Coach Quinn. I believe in what he, he preaches and what he teaches. Mm-hmm. I understand results. Mm-hmm. What changed throughout the beginning towards the end of the year that you really felt like it made you guys feel more into who you are mm-hmm. and um, propel you to the six wins? Yeah, I think um, as the year go on and as we got the bye week right in the middle of the season, we were one and seven. And uh, I think – uh, coaches and players took the time to kind of just evaluate like where we was at and what was really going wrong. I think we just got back to the basics on the second half of the season. Uh, we did come, we did try to do some new defenses earlier in the year, and uh, things that we haven't done as much of since I've been there. Yeah, and um, we played a lot of five down fronts, um, a lot of different. So I'm sure you know with bringing somebody extra in the box, they're trying to change coverages in the back. I'm not a coverage expert at all, but. I'll say, so I know we changed a lot of, um, I think we simplified things and then we got back to our basis of letting the players bring the call to life and just putting us in the right situation. But I also think, you know, um, being in that one to seven point where nobody want to be there, like that's an ugly, ugly place to be, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, and, but I also think we had to turn our, as a team, turn our urgency up because I felt like there were times during the year where it just wasn't – it was just guys – sometimes people were just out there, you know, and um, it's like – and I always struggle with the fact of if you get an opportunity to play NFL football and go out here and play, why do I have to sit here and try to hype you up to go out here and do something you should love to do? So I think our sense of urgency in that second half, we got to the point where we got everybody on the same page of – just going out there having fun and just cutting it loose and at that point I mean it was like I think it was I mean it really was no no worries as far as you know I mean if we essentially if we won everything after that we might have could have went to the playoffs but you know that's a hard something to do you know but um it was just like no pressure like you just go out there play do the best you can do and and we end up working you know so it's like and then um they're making some changes in the coaching um coaching tree um definitely I think it helped us, and um, it also shows um, Coach Q willingness to do whatever it takes to get on the right track. Facts. Because being in that situation where you say you're going to call the plays and, and do this and it's not going all the way your way, you know, already being a head coach, you got so many hats to wear, so many things to do. And um, he, the, he he is the type of man that's going to try to do his best and everything. And uh, so I think he might have put a little bit too much on himself. I think he'll tell you that himself. And uh, he trusted. I think he the things he wanted us to do as far as trust the people around us. I think he started to trust the, trust the people around him more and let them help him. You know, and um, I think and I mean he's blessed to have great coaches and I think they more like friends and buddies because they got they had his back and whatever um, whatever um, you know Raheem came over from came over back to defense when I was a rookie. He he was already on defense side, but he went back to offense. So he came back, and I think with him being spending all them time on the offense for the years, he kind of knew what concepts could, that could help us stop other offenses. And uh, and uh, so he came back over and helped us, and Coach Brick, and then the linebacker coach went to um, help more in the coordinator role position. Um, nothing was really, really big changes, but it was just extra hands, extra help, and uh, – Extra set of eyes too, especially it was good having Raheem come over because it gave us a fresh set of eyes on 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 defense, and um, I think it actually ramped up some people's sense of urgency uh, because it made some people uncomfortable, you know. Yeah. And uh, and then I think you know, for me personally, you know, like I just told you, I always try to keep myself like not comfortable, like not, yeah. like I just want to stay. Keep driving, keep going, but everybody don't. Everybody don't got that, you know. It's easy for a lot of people just to be like, "All right, I'm starting now." Like, I mean, what they going? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, to get complacent. Me. So, yeah, just um, so it take it take that lightning of the fire sometimes. Yeah. And uh, I think it was really really good for our team, and uh, we turned it around the second the second half because at one and seven it's hard for a lot of people to rebound from that. That good. That, that start. That start trickling down where you end yeah. up three and thirteen, two and four. Like that can get real ugly, you know. So we right. turned it all the way around to where we um, almost got back even, you know. Um, seven and nine, you know, definitely not the years we want to have back to back. But um, I think um, we're in a space now where we went through that ugly 
and uh, we got to learn from that so we can continue to propel forward because we have great players, we got great coaches, and uh, we got a great owner that believe in us and give us all the resources that we need to um, go out there and have success. So it's up to us on that field. And um, like I told the guy, like, I mean, we can work hard all week in the, in the weight room and the practice field, when, which is things that are necessary. But on game day, you have to be able and willing to perform because at the end of the day, like you guys know, the, the W's is all that matter. And um, so we got to just perform on game day better. But you you consistently perform on yeah, game day, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely. Your numbers, as, as Spice said earlier, just continuously going up. 69 tackles from an interior defensive lineman mm-hmm. is just incredible. But there got to be one story, one old lineman that just gave you the business. you like, no matter what I do, my first move, my second move, that club and rip, that bull rush, ain't shit working. <laughs> <It's> not, <laughs> man. It's not working. Who gave you the business? Who gave this, you man? the business? Gave me the business. Now I tell you, the, now one of the toughest offensive linemen to go against is um, uh, we've been played him every year the past couple of years. Is Brandon Burks from um, the Eagles. Mm. Um, great, great respect for his game. He's a he's he's uniquely built. Where he's a um, he's he's a really big guy. He's really massive. But he like uniquely built. Sounds like a plus size. Yeah, listen, 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 because he big, but he ain't. He's like his midsection. It's like slim, but his arms is like like this big around and then hands his arms are so long. So it's like you try to go around him, he just kinda like catch you. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And if you bull rush him, you ain't getting you ain't getting much. But uh like because a lot of linemen, you know, like if I get my leverage on him, I could yeah. really just push him back. But I mean he could just he could just sit in. That's why he won the heart what is he, the highest paid guard now? Yeah. But um he 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 he's he's just he just He's just a massive being, human being, but he's athletic as well. And um, I think uh, we also went against Indianapolis. I'll give him um, the guy uh, Quentin Nelson yeah. his uh, his props. He was a he is was he because he gets a lot of hype. He and I a lot see of hype. He does get a lot of hype. He does get a lot of hype. But he's a, he is a good player. I'll yeah. give him that too. But um, um, he 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 has a really really good motor for offensive lineman, and uh, he plays very hard. So uh, that was actually a fun matchup. And um, um, so I mean he he he's a good player. Oh, wait, I'm not gonna take that from him. To me, 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 but Brandon Brooks, I think, is the hardest. This, this, that I've been I'm good. I think first D lineman we had on the show, right? First D lineman we had on the show. So I always get these. Uh, I play O line. I get mm-hmm. these uh, comparisons about who's the better athletes, mm-hmm. O lineman or D lineman. Don't do it. We gonna go there. We gonna go there. We gonna go there. Oh my God! No, I'm that. because, and I say, oh I give my, my I say O lineman because. We will go 60 plays, 60 snaps, and, and we don't come off the field. Y'all do y'all three, five <laughs> snaps, tap out, get some water, some games. Y'all, moving, y'all moving three feet. In the, in the, Who falls in that? <laughs> you know what? I, I was like, but come on now. Because O-Lyman, y'all just... Y'all just in the way, man. Like, <laughs> just man, just get just in the way, man. Like, just... Let me go with her, man. <laughs> Let me ask you out. this. <laughs> All right. Those are some of the dudes who game you respect. Oh, who, did, did you say they gave you the business? Like, no, I ain't say nobody gave me the business. No. I, I, I respect. I respect the game. <laughs> and nobody put them hands on you? I respect the game. <laughs> but that, y'all can go look for, <laughs> for yourself. Uh, let me make a note. Come we got to go, go back and watch. Now look, now don't now look now. If I get a little, my leg get caught up and I get tipped over. Oh, like, I'm, like I'm, <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, nah, but <laughs> all right. So, what was that time? You know, we all have our our moment to where we like. You know what? I belong in this league. Mm. Like this is my game. Mm-hmm. This is why I'm here, and that's the reason why I performed the way that I did. Mm-hmm. What was that moment for you? That moment for me was a. Uh, my second year in the Super Bowl, um, ended up having a really, really good game. Got three sacks on Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Um, had a really, really big tackle for loss. Um, just was playing, like, just cutting it all the way loose. Because um, my second year was my first year starting. And I it was it was still, like, you know, I was trying. I was going hard, trying hard. But I still had, like, I wasn't having the kind of production I wanted um, for myself. And uh, But when I did that on the biggest stage, even though, you know, we lost the game, but it gave me confidence enough to know, like, I can be as good as I want to be in this league. And um, 
that's when I went on my third year and I had a um, Pro Bowl caliber year and then making a Pro Bowl alternate that year. And uh, from then, I just knew, like, I mean, as long as I handle my business, be the best me I could be and continue to grow, I can be a beast in this league. And um, so that that I would say that's the game that gave me um, the confidence, the true confidence to know that I can be as good as I want to be. We talked about and that. That's right. a Super Bowl record, yeah, too. It is. Three sacks. Mm. Three sacks. Obviously, you had a phenomenal game. Mm-hmm. Um, we were watching the game together. Yeah. And um, But what, what I – this is still talked about around the city. Mm-hmm. And, 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 again, we were watching the game at, at Carlos' house, I believe. And um, it was a blowout. Maybe even y'all's. It was a blowout. So everybody mm-hmm. start going back to the party. It's mm-hmm. a Super Bowl party. We went back to the party part of it. Mm-hmm. But then – you know where we going with this? Halftime. Halftime. And then, you know, the, the, the wheels just fell off the, the wagon, damn, man. The fall off. Yeah. yeah. So so how, what was that experience? I know you done relived it. Yeah, relived, times, relived a lot of times. But um, uh, it was tough, man. <clears throat> Excuse me. It was tough because, you know, it just was like the things that was happening at that point. You know, we and growing up, you always see these. These like Super Bowl moments when it's like, yo, that only something like that can happen like in the Super Bowl. Like for me, that was like the Julian Edelman catch when he um they was trying to convert and he threw it all the way down, all the ball bounced all mm-hmm. over the place and he like caught the ball and I'm like, bro. And I'm going back, you know, after they make a big play and I'm walking I'm running back back down to the ball and like, yo, this 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 is Man, and um but I mean, it, it, that was, I mean, shoot, I'm at a loss for words with that one, man. I, I, you think I was thinking about that today, like, you know, you know, I, I think you know, it hurt for the city, man. Me being from um, from the Atlanta area, I know how bad, how much the Super Bowl would have meant to this town, and um, it, it's just we just got to go get it, man. I don't know how, but we just got to continue to grind and get back to that point because. That's one of the. I mean, it's, ain't no secret. You know what I'm saying? It was. It was. That's a bad way to lose a game. That's a bad way to lose a game, let alone a world championship. So, um, so yeah, that's that was a that was a tough. One. Do you think that y'all have what it takes to get back? I think if we make our necessary adjustments and not play, like I said, and I said in my interviews already, we get rid of the. The mulligan time and like, all right, learn. We gotta learn from our lessons that you know it's time to go to work. You know what I'm saying? Like we can't like uh just put your you know test the water out. Like we gotta go all in and cut loose from the beginning. And uh, I believe we got what it takes to be a championship team. And um, we got the core pieces in place. And uh, with key more additions here and there and changes here and there, I feel like we'll be able to get where where we need to go. I feel like that's why Mr. Blank um kept us as a organization the core of it together because we I feel like we right there on what we need to do to take the next step and um uh I truly truly believe that if we handle what we got to and um with guys getting more experience and on the for some of the younger guys I was on the defense having another year and um some of the offensive players we had some young offensive linemen this year uh, they gained gain that um experience I feel like we can we can get the job done my last question I got for you. We know how, like, how high the rivalry is between the fans, mm-hmm. Atlanta and the Saints. Mm-hmm. But most times they don't know what goes into that game as a player mm-hmm. that makes it special to you. Mm-hmm. So my last request, I got some fans hit us up on the social media page behind BTM Podcast, okay. and they talked about they wanted to know, like, what makes it so special for you guys as a player, mm-hmm. when you go through it throughout the weekend, makes it gratifying in the end. Um, as far as playing the Saints, I mean, it's just one of those. It's just one of those games. Like as a some as a player, you just you know what one of those games mean, you know. And um, I think the I, absolutely the rivalry between those two cities and the Saint and the fans definitely play a big role in it. Um, it's like and it's like whenever <clears throat> it's like going to get somebody who want to see you fail like all the time (laughs) (laughs) and like they just like they don't they don't want nothing to do with you you know what i'm saying it's like and you get the opportunity to face them face to face it's like that's your moment you know that's your moment to step up to 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 the to the mess and i feel like they feel the same way and vice versa so when those two feelings clash on the field it's like 
You know what I'm saying? It's like it's time to it's time to go to war. It's time to do it. And uh, you know, so for us going into the to the Superdome and, and getting that win when everybody counted us out, and uh, it was an amazing feeling. It was an amazing feeling because I'd have, I'd have been in there where we got and got real rowdy. And we was on the wrong end of it, and um, but going into the house and, and getting the win felt felt really good. So, but that that game is definitely um, definitely special. You know, I'm a, and I'm the type of person to try to. Like you know, not make something a big deal or not doing this and that. But when you see how much it means to former players, mm. um, the fans, um, as a current player, you can't do much but respect that, you know, right. and take that same intensity into the game and um, try to have success. So, um, so definitely, that's definitely one of the uh, most recognized rivalries I feel like in the NFL. Well, Grady, we know you did your thing on the field this year. Got rewarded prior to the season. Mm-hmm. Um, you talked about your love for cars too, but also you do a lot in the community. Talk about Grady Gibbs and how you like giving back. Oh yeah, without a doubt, giving back is um, very, very important to me. So um, over the time, we developed uh, Grady Gives, which focuses on mostly anti-bullying, um, childhood literacy, and um, really youth empowerment, and just giving kids opportunities and avenues to be the best them they can be in. Um, everything from visiting hospitals, I'll, I'll go down. I got a partnership with Grady Hospital. I go down to the Children's Hospital and um, see the kids at least once or twice a year. Anything, um, also like Children's Health Care of Atlanta, they work with the Falcon, so I go see them. And whatever I can do to put a smile on kids' faces, and um, I do anti-bullying rallies. I went out to, I I'll do an annual one that um, I'll do one in Rockdale County, whether it's at the high school or the middle school. And um, we'll just talk about bullying open, and, and the kids always get a good get a good thing from it. And um, I shot a video with NFL Network, and uh, the Inspire um, reach outreach they're doing right now. Did a video with them out at Newton High School with a group of kids, and had a nice sit down, and had an open conversation dialogue about bullying and um, things to do and what not to do, and how does it make kids feel. And um, kids that was kind of experiencing some stuff out there, and so we did the video so it could be like seen nationwide. And um, I have annual um, football camps and cheerleading camps. Um, I have it out in Rockdale County. We have at least five hundred kids a year, and uh, they come out have a good time. And uh, I'll do the also for the high school. I'll have seven on seven tournaments. So the um, local high schools and high schools in the metro area. We're trying to get statewide to where we can grow it and grow it um, to come compete, and they just come have a good time. You play against schools that you wouldn't have the opportunity yeah. to play with out, out of your conferences, and just to see where y'all at, you know, just to get good good work in. That's for the that's for the big kids, and then for the, the youth kids, we just have fun with them, give them drills, and um, we have cheerleaders come in. Freddie the Falcon come do to help do the cheerleading camp. Um, with the with the young ladies and uh, they have a great time and uh, so I now have an annual golf event we do it at Top Golf here in Midtown mm-hmm. and uh, we'll help raise funds for everything we do to drive all, all these different things that we want to get into um, throughout the year we um, I purchase a uh, twenty seats a game at the day at the dome we we get we choose different um, organizations throughout the city to donate 20 tickets to get people to come to an NFL game that they would never have the opportunity to come to otherwise. So, And we always have a good time with that. So we call that the Grady Bunch. Mm. And um, so they always on the big jumbo screen and have a good time. We give them all shirts, and they have a really, really good time. So definitely, you know, being out in the community, man, it means a lot to me. And uh, just really, really want to serve, especially in the community where I'm from and nationwide, wherever I can, to um, – Shoot, worldwide now with this trip, we're going to Hungary and um, having a good time. So wherever I can to serve, man, and that's, I feel like that's, you know, you always get back what you, what you put out. So um, definitely want to put out positivity. I want to talk about these cars, though. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Everybody got a vice. Yeah, yeah. Everybody got a vice. Let's talk yeah. about the what cars do you have, though? Um. So right now I got, I actually got, let me see. I got... I think I got four. I got four cars right now. I got my my, my, my my uh <laughs> because well, if we count everybody who got a car, now, it's in my name. Then just, just the ones you like to drive. <laughs> no, but um, so I got um, I got a S sixty three coupe Mercedes. I got a um, G sixty three, a new model Brabus package. Um, got some nice forges on there. 
whole new exhaust <laughs> system. You know, I had to throw that in there. And um, my favorite car, I always wanted, I had to get it, was a Rosewood Wraith, uh, red interior, black badge. It's a bad, it's a bad, it's a bad boy. And then my my baby, my my first car I bought was my Chevy Tahoe, black on black. Still got love for it. For sure. Still yeah. got the Chevy. Still repping the Chevy. Mm-hmm. My little sister was driving it for a while, but I just bought her a new car through Mercedes. I got her the new A class um, Mercedes. So real high tech car, you know, real girly car. She um, twenty, about to be twenty one, um, college student working at Neiman. She living a living a good life. Do you go? In, do you? I, I see that. Do you go into to a certain type of mode when you drive a certain car? Meaning, like if you're driving oh, yeah. the uh, mm-hmm. uh, the Mercedes or mm-hmm. without a doubt the 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 '63 the coupe that's my city slicker. You know, every day <laughs> uh, get get me through the traffic real good. Um, my uh, my G, you know, you can hear that thing coming coming a mile away. I like. I got them pipes on there for a reason, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's uh, that was my big boy. And uh, you know, the the um, when I first got the rose, man, I just couldn't. I just played Rick Ross all the time. I, <laughs> I used to, man, I'm telling you, I used to manifest this stuff. Man, I used to listen to Rick Ross, but he was like, man, I can't wait to get my Ray to listen to that <laughs> junk. But I, then I got my Ray, my cut on that Rick Ross. And then shoot whatever else out, but that's that's not, that's my boss whip. You know what I'm saying? What outfit do you put a certain type of outfit on when you oh, drive the race? You don't need you know you can wear whatever you so want. You in that race? <laughs> <laughs> you can wear whatever you want in that race. That's funny. I was talking to somebody about that. Just know what your drip look like. Say it don't matter right now. <laughs> we riding. We, you know we riding good. We riding good. Sure. So you got so, yeah. you got the bag cruising through the city in the race. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, with social media, everybody knows that Grady got the bag, all pro. I know them DMs was on fire, man. Mm, 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 it mm. goes down in the DM. I ain't um... <laughs> 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 Take us behind what's, what's the What's the, the craziest thing that you that you stumbled upon? Is like, nah. Man, um... You'd be like in certain cities sometimes, and I, I gotta see me. I don't, I don't bite every, I don't bite at everything. You know what I'm saying? But it's like you be in certain cities sometimes, and there's some, like some random girl that's gonna hit you up and they see you like all kind of stuff, and just be like, oh. Just like, <laughs> I feel like man, I be like, if something too easy, I feel like it's a setup. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, um, so I ain't the type to bite on everything, but uh, and I also like I like to meet people in person more than just the DM. But I mean the DMs, I mean they. It's Dang. quite entertaining, Dang. though. Yeah, that's entertaining. You know right. what I'm saying? Make you feel good about yourself. Because I know I... <laughs> listen, I'm tired of my DMs, though. Like, <laughs> like, bro, I just... You even check the messages on. We, we had a but text. No, you, never you can't check it. them all though. You can't check them all. When y'all be rolling off like ten at a time. Yeah. <laughs> now that now that's a red flag. Now they when they hit you back to back to back and you don't say nothing. That that's a real that's a red flag. Or don't mess around and open one, and then they see you read it. Then they're just gonna keep oh, coming Lord. back to back, you know, or you try to be like the worst. I mean, not the worst, but sometimes you know you try to be nice to like a like a you know a fan or something. Sometimes you're like, oh man, you're a beast. Da, 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 da. Yeah, like appreciate you, bro. Best buds. That's what that means man, after that, man, right? Appreciate you. You see it one time, then it's like they're just flooding you, <laughs> bum, bum, bum. and it's like, oh, you don't want to talk to me now. <laughs> I'm like, bro, you're just like, man, I got to block you. Bum. So, so what? <laughs> Celebrity crush that you have that you slid in the DMs. Oh man, this is your opportunity to get it right now. Man, I I ain't gonna lie to y'all. Um, I don't know if I did it. No Rihanna's, no nothing. Mm-mm. No, I ain't. I ain't. I, ain't I even tagged Rihanna a couple times. She ain't say it though, but yeah. <laughs> I tagged. I tagged. Yeah, no, I I couldn't really tell you one off the top, but um. I used to have a thing for Karuchi, but she dated with the crew now, so I'm gonna chill out there. But uh, I don't know, I don't know, y'all. I got to think about that one. I'm a, if I can give you a little bit of advice, which I'm sure you already broken it down, if they giving you only them selfie shots, that's always oh, like, oh no, <laughs> just different angles or oh, what nah, it looked nah, like. I can read through that. Hey, what? Keep what it doing? moving. Don't even, <laughs> don't even respond, bro. <laughs> yeah, no. Don't do it. I'm telling you, man. Like, like, like. I'll I, I tell you my, my best um, I don't want to say like nice you know 
some of my best friends, you know, they like, you know, they regular everyday hardworking people. You know what I'm saying? Um, I've been here like five years, five years going on six now in the league. I've, you know, met a lot of different women. And uh, some of them, you know, like, like, you know, people kind of want like the lifestyle of, you know, what it is to be with a professional athlete sometime. And those ain't really the ones that, that you want around you too much, you know, because it's, it's about, it ain't really about you, you know what I'm saying? So the ones who just enjoy the time, with you chill, everything low key, um, and uh, you know, don't pressure about. I mean, about much until you're ready to, you know, do whatever. But they gotta be on, you know, what I'm saying, gotta be organic. You know what I'm saying? Because right. through trial and error, you know, I've learned that it ain't, you know, everything ain't all sweet when they give you that attention. You know what I'm saying? So um, I'd rather just be around Gene with people. It ain't to me about the. How much followers a girl got? I'm not into the clout chasing girl. Just because, and also I'm saying, just because a girl got a lot of um, followers, or something she might be a real nice girl. You know what I'm saying? But um, just not your, it's yeah, just, it's not your style. It's not like, yeah, you. yeah, like it don't have to be that for me. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. But, um, but I ain't like I'm gonna ex somebody out just because they got a lot of attention either. So I mean, it's about the person. You know what I'm saying? You you gotta get to know people sometimes. Well, maybe now they'll change their. Approach. <laughs> approach when they come into your DMs. If you're looking for personality, f- please feel free to share that too as well because I'm sure to share they'll open that up for you too. That's the goal. He said that's the thing I'm sure. I ain't playing with you. Man. The only rule on the Behind the Mask podcast is there are no, no rules. rules. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's oh, what's up. Man. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.